Now, what you probably wouldn't have heard earlier is uh, I was just complaining to Philip. We're picking up the energy, damn. We got no time for complaints right now. Come on. Hey, you are, hey, we have a way to hey, pick up the energy, Philip. What up? We have a way that we pick up the energy on this show, Philip. As hard as Zimbabwe is, as hard as the world is, this is an escape for many people. And so mm-hmm. I have to ask you and the millions of listeners out there, are you good to go? Sound of a thing, man. Let me hear a drum play. Damn, damn, hold on, hold on. Bed pass cards in your land, come and draw your ear metal. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy, Danny, that guy. AKA Danos the Mad Titan. AKA Denim be my life, your entertainment. No, I skipped something. AKA Denford Wigmaraini. AKA Set me up next to Floyd Mayweather so I too can demonstrate my love for my country. AKA Akuna Moon Wendy Danny Moon. Welcome to the next the mistake with the irrefutable catch me out and do buyable high on cocaineable Phil Chadic if the flows the big boss baby aka aka money making P is that you aka DJ Mkarad aka the feeling of course Shamari Detangere will drink because I am parched. Welcome to another episode, boys and girls. We got a lot to get through. I know there's many people who are tuned in specifically for something. So, Phil, you know, as good marketers, we're going to put it right at the end. <laughs> mm. you, we know why you're I had a dream. Yes. Kendrick have a dream. I've got a lot of words. I'm looking forward to that. Respect my mind or die from leisure. <laughs> There's a lot for us to go through, but let's start off as we normally do with Zimbabweans doing it big. And uh, this week, our Zimbabweans doing it go. big. There's only one way to go, Dan. Ah, we have yes. to. The biggest of the biggest. The big. The it biggest, doesn't get bigger than this. It does not get bigger. Eye popping. You know what I mean? Eye popping. Just it's just it's it's big. It's big, guys. So much swag. So so much swag. You know what I mean? So much flair. So much joie de vivre. Few have done it better. Come on now. Come on, Dan. Stop hating, Dan. The problem is Uno Wenga. You're just a hater. I'm not hating. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm. Are you queuing it up or should I? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Brother man. Mm. I mean, all Zimbabweans. If you 
If you happen to be on the the, the, the Instagram, the Twitters, the WhatsApps this week, you, uh, there's no way you missed it. But we've got to commemorate this auspicious occasion in Zimbabwean history. I think not since Bob Marley, you know, has our nation been so united mm. and inspired. And let me, I can't, you know, let me say less. Let's just let the video do the talking. The money man, the money man, the money man. Money man, Africa. It's the one and only Floyd Money Mayweather. Here with one of my close friends from Africa, Zimbabwe. I'm on my way. We're working on the motherland tour. I got to go mm. back to Africa. I got to go back to the motherland, but I can't do it without my man, Scott. Africa, I'm on my way. We can't wait. I mean, the money man. I mean, I mean, it was, what more? What more is it? I mean, to? Scott was left speechless, you know? I mean, <laughs> as would you, Philip, as would you if you were standing next to the money man, the money, while he was doing a live cameo. It's just the Zimbabweans doing it big, you know what I'm saying? My man's got bills to pay, money has disappeared recently. And it was a Zimbabwean who came through to save the day. Why are you quiet, Philip? Are you, are you afraid of Floyd? What's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm scared of. No, I just couldn't stop laughing. I don't like that. I have not laughed this hard in a long time. And I've had a tough few weeks. You know, Dan, I don't, I don't know. You know, Dan, I've religiously, I don't use stickers. I don't use stickers for, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but let me show don't you. Don't tell something. me. Don't tell me. I have one sticker in my collection. Stick. I have one sticker in my collection, which I shall now show to you. And here it is. The only sticker I have in my collection. Mm, <laughs> uh, please send it to me so I also have it. <laughs> There's going to be what? a million places to use that. You know what I don't understand? It's like, why does Scott look surprised in the videos? Like he didn't discuss the video before the, the, someone hit record. He's like, this is Floyd Mayweather. I don't see. I'm sure you guys have seen the video. If you haven't seen the video, Floyd Mayweather, as you can already imagine, you know the 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 word. I mean, like a, a certain Nick Mangwana was you. You know, he had a, a highlight tweet. Just, you know, just money man. even Floyd recognizes. No, no, is it even, even the right money now? man Floyd. Even the money man. <laughs> money man. We're going to talk about money. We have to talk a little bit about money at least. But let me actually talk about you a real Zimbabwe Dan, doing it. Dan, actually, you know, we forgot. Uh, another Zimbabwe doing it yeah. big. That woman who stole the two million and gave her papa 400,000. We didn't discuss that story. The one who got snitched on by her husband. Boyfriend. Because she only gave him It wasn't her husband. It was husband. No, Are you sure it was boyfriend? Boy. No, it was boyfriend. I think it was husband. <laughs> and Hansi, you, Hansi, you didn't share enough with me. Right. You're going down. The perfect crime. <laughs> anyway, no, wait. I'm going to give you a real Zimbabwean doing it big. So I'm going to introduce you to a Zimbabwean rapper in Canada. Her name is Charmaine. Uh, real name Charmaine Tafadzwawili. She's based in Canada, as I've mentioned. She has just won 
the Juno Award for Rap Single of the Year 2022 for her debut single, Bold, at the Juno Awards that were held in Canada, hosted by <laughs> Shang-Chi star, Simu Liu. Dan, you know, I, I, I featured her last year as I've been doing it big. And we played yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we, we played she won the award. Single. Would you like me to play the song, Philip? We've played it before, but go ahead, play it again. It's just that every time I play the song, you guys just become haters, you know? But this one won an award. This is bold. The one that just won an award at the Juno Awards in Canada. Got 19. Can't fall in the wallet. Yeah. Breaking tag. Shouldn't have bought it. Push it started. All this ice, suckle so hearted. Big dog, no color. Wet like water. Magic pizza. Harry Potter. This hurricane on my wrist. Katrina's daughter. Took a flight to Katrina. Couldn't get your father. What swag? What swag? When was when did we play? Like last year, right? Yep. Sometime last year, I think. If I, yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, she's she's, she's on our she's on our twenty twenty one music from the podcast playlist. Head on over to twobroketimbers dot com forward slash playlist for that. So, not only is that as Zimbabwean doing it big, but another indication of exactly what the two broke twimbles bump, the two BT pump does for you. I mean, here we go, award winning two BT bump or pump. All right, cool. Those are two very different things. What? You said pump or bump. bump or pump. pump. Because those are very, very different. To be very, very different. <laughs> well, they both they both end up in the same place, you know. Just a win for you, basically, <laughs> is what we're saying. <laughs> All right, um, let's follow up on our last episode. I was gonna go further in this Stunner story, and I realized I actually don't want to talk about it. Stunner's Guan is continuing. It turns up they've actually now broken up the marriage, and then she's then Kiki mm-hmm. Badass got involved, and it's just. It's just a, it's a, it's a very annoying. So story. yeah, I, I, I saw parts of it. It's called, called the other guy got involved. Say the guy with, with the, with the name like a terrible superhero. I'm not going to mention him. Hell, Hell Commander. <laughs> so Hell Commander. So okay. Why, why? <laughs> Long story short, okay. Kiki Bad. Okay, let's not talk about Sunny. Kiki Badass is on her on her Instagram, and she posts up a very, I'm going to say powerful post about um, abuse, and she mentions that a lot of times people don't get they're not accountable for abuse. And mm-hmm. it's because there was a back and forth going between her and Stana. And I guess it was part of the back and forth, but she had some very valid points about how uh, a lot of times men are not accountable for abuse. And she says, I'm going to use whatever platform I have, wherever I can to call out abuse, to call out rapists, to call out people who take advantage mm-hmm. of young children, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Powerful, powerful talking points, somewhat diluted by the fact that it was a beef with Stana, but still, mm. you know, you know, let's and call then Hell Commander. Why don't we call Kiki Bida? We could. I get, Kiki is not someone, you know, we know each, each, but some, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm overstepping when I just call someone at like nine o'clock at night, like, Hey, it's me. Mm. And they're like, Dan, Oh yeah. We know each other. Yeah. Sort of. So, you know what I mean? I don't You know, uh, we're doing my best. Yeah, okay. Let's, 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 let's get first hand. Come on. Give me a call. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. You know, this is, this is what, this is what the listeners come for, Dan. You know what I mean? Just, 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 just. Sorry. Yeah, just to hear us, you know, I mean, co- contact the, the people we're talking about. Because then, what good is it if, we, if we're talking about someone when we can talk to them? You know what I mean? Oh. 
call didn't go through. Let me just try again here. So now it. By the way, no, um, Etam's going up tomorrow. So. <laughs> yes, I by way. So, no, I'm, so I'm calling on WhatsApp. Um, remember, I don't have the the rig here. Uh, but but you do. <laughs> uh, I don't have it set up. Here you go. I can't call her. She's not going to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just she just texted me back and said she's on a call. Oh, oh my God. She's on a, a five-way call. <laughs> Wait, did she add you to the five-way no, call? No, no, she, she hung up. <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell her, holler, holler back when you're free and we'll talk to you. <laughs> Few questions on the pod. All right, cool. So anyway, so there's that story. If if Kiki hollers back later, then we can talk to her. Um, so um, following up on a couple of other conversations that we were having, um, if you recall, last week we were speculating about the Fenty Beauty launch in Zimbabwe. Well, since then we have sort of seen, not by official announcement, but by seeing who was posting about being in this special uh, event, we have seen who the faces of Fenty Beauty are going to be in Zimbabwe. Would you like to know, Philip? Uh, once again, wait, are those, the, are those the names of the people? Once, once again, we need to be very careful, Dan, with our platform. Those are people that attended a masterclass. Are those people who are representing the brand going forward or are those people who attended a masterclass? So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, so I'll give some, some nuance to the discussion. I'm not going to be just. So, first of all, there has not yet been an official announcement as to who are going to be the brand ambassadors or the influencers. However, we are aware that there are certain people in Zim that were officially invited to the Fenty Beauty Masterclass and were then asked to post about it. So at this point, I think it's safe to say that there are at least some level of influencers for Fenty. Whether they're going to be long-term or it's just a once-off thing or whatever, we can get into a little bit later. But for now, those who attended the Masterclass were Miss Red, Tammy Moyo, Amara Brown, Hilary Makaya, Yaya Good Vibes, and Candice Mwakalele. Um, where is Candice? I haven't seen Candice in so long. I must she's she's out in these streets, you know. Every now and again, she'd be posting and she'd be doing like events and stuff. But she seems to be a lot more quiet than usual. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, and I will Candace. I will mention her as as a Zimbabwean, even though she's I mean she is Zimbabwean. But anyway, Nyasha uh, Matonodze, she said, "Thank you, Fenty." for making me a Fenty face or face of Fenty or something like that. So yeah, she actually said, I have a lot, I have had a lot of pinch me moments in my career, but this one hit differently to be the face of Fenty beauty. Africa's global launch is one thing, but as a deeply proud Zim girl and knowing this will be launching in Zimbabwe where my family and grandma are going to see, it felt particularly special. So shout out to Nyasha Matonodze. Uh, we, fe- we featured her before on Zimbabwe and doing it big. So she said, I am the face of Fenty Beauty Africa launch. The others simply said, thank you, Fenty. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So congratulations, Nyasha. The others, congratulations also too for being associated with Fenty. I'm sure we'll see as time goes just how much association you have. But I had a very interesting conversation with someone this week who felt a little bit, um, a little bit let down by Riri and team. And I'll try and explain why. She felt a little let down by Riri and team because she felt 
the people that were chosen as um rather as the faces so far i mean at least the influencers i mean we may not know exactly how far that association will go but were a little bit typical um no disrespect obviously to ms red tammy amara hillary yaya candice and although i may have some questions eh, only say about only one maybe two of them um as a general rule those are who you would expect just from the get go and the thought process was I mean, wouldn't you want to use a, a little bit more of a diverse group or someone who is not necessarily the standard or typical influencer? And I was like, mm, no, so, I can understand that for advertising campaigns going forward. But as an initial influencer announcement, why wouldn't you use the most typical uh, faces or names that you can find? Going forward, of course, when you want to, to, to uh, get a little bit more specific with what kind of advertising and so on, sure. So anyway, what do you think? Yeah, I had the same thoughts. Like honestly, I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I mean. <laughs> didn't care. But I had, I had, I had, I had a few friends um, who were women who were also like discussing it, and they were like, "Yo, Phil, you're in advertising. Can you please explain what's going on here?" And I was just like, "Guys, first and foremost, I don't think you guys understand how insignificant of a market Zimbabwe is. That, the grand that is the other they thing very, as well. They were very affected, and I was like, the way this is being rolled out." I don't think Savage are running point on this. And they were like, okay, so which agencies are like, I don't even think that an agency is running point on this. I think it's the retailers. And then news started leaking out that it was indeed the, the retailers who, who ran this and they didn't contract an agency. So if, if, if it's the retailer and it's the retailer who's going to go through their marketing manager, the marketing manager is not going to do deep insights. The marketing manager doesn't have a spreadsheet or an upfluence instance so th so they can track who, who who's causing the, the most influence in the makeup sector among Zimbabwean audiences aged 18 to 35. They don't have any of that. They just look at their names. Who are the biggest names? Okay, bam. Pay them. Let's go. Yeah. And so uh, um, in my understanding, they didn't use an agency. They, um, but anyway, let me not get into, into details that I shouldn't. I shouldn't reveal if I've, but no, to be fair, I'm not even saying like no, I shouldn't reveal because like, I don't I, I, actually know. I just don't think they used an agency. No, they did. As far as, as far as I, I know from the, the questions I asked, they know they didn't use an agency. Yeah. No. They probably, at most, they probably used a consultant, um, but that was behind closed doors. So I can understand people being upset especially since they were like, no, but the whole Fenty business model has been catering to a diverse audience of darker skinned and, and fuller figured women for their products. And, and but like, not yet. You know what I mean? Like, like but we've said so far, these it's are, not, it's not even, they're not yet the faces or official brand ambassadors or whatever. So like also, so the other thing is, yeah, it's also, it's also been the launch of this has been, I, I would say, really sloppy. All over because, Africa or just Zim? Well, I haven't really been paying much attention, but in Zim particularly, it's mm. just been mad sloppy. Like, like as someone who's watching from the outside, right? Um, Unless I, without digging for the information, there was no way of me knowing where to buy the products. I haven't seen what products are available. I haven't seen any content on how to apply the product. I haven't seen any pricing off product. All, all this stuff is very important. All I've seen is these are the faces of Fenty. You know what I mean? So it's, it's almost like 
in a weird twist, the brand ambassadors are more prominent than the product, which is weird. Mm. Especially considering, like, when you look at how Rihanna herself markets the product, she's doing videos promoing and and using the products and saying, hey, this 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 is my new matte finish. This is my new moisturizer. This and the third, right? And she'll do a little tutorial. Have you seen any tutorials from the faces of Fenty so far? The Zimbabwean ones? Also, to be fair, it's only officially available, I think, at the end of this month. So perhaps there's not going to be... My- there's not going to be any any point. of those tutorials or videos or pictures until then. I... So that's my point. Like, so what's the point? And then, like you and I are in marketing, so we know this. Every time you get users' attention, yeah. you're paying, right? So you, you you've paid to get their attention to know that Fenty's coming. Cool. Which all you needed was Rihanna's tweet. Rihanna's tweet would have done all the work for mm. you. Then you get the attention again by getting these people for the masterclass. And then you announce it. And then when you finally launch in retail stores, you're going to get people's attention again. And that's, that, that, that's where I'm, I'm a little confused. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the strategy. This, this, this is a very weird and confusing strategy. Um, but I think it does also lead to a, another discussion. Um, in some of our WhatsApp groups, we saw a lot of people will, some people will very ardently like, oh my gosh, it's bad for local. Why, why aren't we supporting local mm-hmm. makeup brands? I saw that as well. And a good friend, a friend of the show, a friend of the show, uh, Jagim Giro, um, so one of her customers actually have a, had a post and, um, picking her up and saying, oh, I'm happy for Rihanna coming to Zim, but Vault has been here from the get go. Vault was, was, was one of the first brands to embrace black skin and this climate, Hey, this, this climate, this climate, hey, English is failing me. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be all in on Vault throughout. I'm supporting my black sister, keeping money, you know, say, keeping that money circulating in the black family six times. Come on, Dan, think mm, about mm, it. Mm, 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 mm. And that was, that was beautiful to see. And then other people were like, nah, screw that. Jackie doesn't make her own product, blah, 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 which is a terrible argument to make because neither does Rihanna, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I, I, I was also of the belief that, and people were like, Jackie would be should be scared or local makeup um supply should be scared. And I was like, not really. I don't think so. I think the people who are really gonna suffer are the gray importers. The people who would send parcels from from the UK or send parcels from South Africa or America and then put markups on it and then sell Fenty um however they were selling it, either in their boutique stores or the back of their cars or in their homes or whatever, however they were selling it, they were selling it because we had Fenty here before. I think they're the ones who are going to suffer. Um, I think Vault is going to be fine because Vault is, if if I'm Jackie, I'm like, I bet I'll let Rihanna take the, the, high, the high value crowd. I'm taking the lower value crowd. So all the women who can't afford Fenty but still want to look good, I got you. And that's a big market. Or way bigger than the than the North Market. I would I would I would potentially even ride on the wave of interest in makeup and make a lot of noise about international versus local. I would do that. Not maybe not necessarily in a, a in a combative way, but if a lot of people are talking about makeup, you can include your name in the conversation. You can have side by side tutorials, you can have comparisons, you can have Assuming you have belief in your own product, of course. I, I would I would never do a comparison. I, I would never do that. I would. Because you, you're giving attention to your competitor 
and it's going it's going to create more negative interest than positive i would just focus on my audience keep my audience happy well, are, are you assuming um, that she is, is she not going for the same higher audience no no i'm saying that it would be a fool's errand to compete directly with that you don't even you don't you don't even bother you don't even bother competing because okay okay you know we're, we're the worst people to have this conversation i know right <laughs> but <laughs> but out, outside of that okay i i know this because i bought obviously there's mac there's mac at at the village i know you can get bobby brown i know you can get like revlon um and then the generic makeup brands outside of that i can't think of like a person a personality led brand outside of vault and alfenti Well, to be fair, you know I mean? like you've just we, said, we. <laughs> no, but to be fair, Dan, we also we we also date women, and once in a while, a woman will say, "Sha, I need makeup. Please get this brand for me." This, that, and the third. So I'm familiar with, to them to a certain degree, mm. not in depth, but I know as much enough to go to the counter and be like, "I was told to get this one, <laughs> this bronzer here. I was told to get this this blending." Please read this this, this letter sponge. that I was given for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know that I know as much as that, and w- within that much, I c- I can't think of any other. So if I'm Jackie, I'm just like, I bet, please bring it. I I'm welcoming it because it is like you said, going to create a lot of interest, especially if you've got like, let's say, a young girl who loves Rihanna. She now goes to the Fenty store or where Fenty's being sold. Um, I think it's Cats or something like yeah. that, and then Edgar's, and she's like, yeah. I can't afford that. I need another option. Vault has got your back, so I'd be welcoming it, man. Yeah. This is great for her, especially. I I don't lie. I think this week particularly, the amount of bre- traction she's got of people supporting her or just going to check her page and saying, "Okay, what's Jaggy's age?" That that's a good thing. Mm. I'm like, yeah, bet. Let's do it. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. But all right, let's move on. Uh, like you've said, you know, the the ladies probably listening are just like these guys don't know a damn thing. We know, okay. Uh finally last week we did speak a little bit about crowd control in Zimbabwe and how uh two people died at the Castle Tankard. Well, we Yo, have some more sad news so in a follow-up of that discussion. Um this past Saturday there was a a music show featuring Alik Macheso. um among other people that had um that had someone die uh, her name let me get her name here flip the, the 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 snippet that you copied from the article does not include her name well <sighs> you need snippets to, to recognize people amelia magoka unfortunately um she was at a, a show this past saturday Uh, one of her favorite artists was Alec Macheso. Alec was performing there, and then there was a stampede, and yeah, yeah. I think the sad irony is um, she's such a big Macheso fan. She was like, "When you bury me, please play Macheso." So it's really sad that the day she got to see and perform is the day she died. Just damn man, this country is so depressing. So many ways. So anyway, we got to be positive. We basically, be positive. I, we were just basically bringing attention to the fact that this is an ongoing problem. And as outside opens up more, um, as we get more and more huge shows, I, I'm worried that we might see more stories like this. And it's a little bit worrying. So if you are a yeah, promoter I, I think, out there, please prioritize. 
I think the only way, Philip, do you know what? The no, only no. way to really and truly make sure that promote because promoters are going to try and maximize their profits. So we have there's the only way is to hit it where it, hit them where it hurts. There needs to be a um, a lawsuit culture for this kind of thing, in my opinion, so that you are actually scared so, that if someone gets hurt at the show that I'm throwing, I'm going to go bankrupt. So I better, even though I was hoping to maximize profits, this is something that I can't, you know, uh, um, skimp on. I think as as well intentioned as that law is, you're you're killing a fly with a sledgehammer because there's there's a lot of other factors in play. One is you've got a police force who are severely untrained mm-hmm. in crowd control who are causing these problems. Two is, and we've discussed it before, like what happened with Liderano, you have these cliques of bouncers who essentially operate as um, stick-up kids. And now the promoters are almost beholden to the bouncers because the bouncers can turn your show into a flop. Your bouncers can turn your show into a safety hazard easily if they so choose, if they're not paid, if you're not um, abiding to their whims. And that's a serious problem. And once again, as a promoter, you can't go to the police because the police are ill-equipped to handle this. They can't conduct an investigation. They can't bring the leaders of these so-called syndicates to book. Then, of course, you have the, the lack of trained stage managers. I don't know. I was thinking about the other day because I was having a conversation with a friend who was trying to start a business. Like, who are who are the tr- accomplished stage managers left in Zim right now? The, the people who'd, ha- who'd manage stages at Haifa, which is one of the biggest festivals on the continent, the people who week in, week out are trained at this, who know this is what's required, instead of an Kia Kia. I can't remember the last time I was at an event with a proper stage manager yeah. outside of Haifa. Like you have all these external factors in play. How can you control for that? Even if I'm a promoter, all that's going to do now is me as a promoter already, I'm, I'm already in a high risk environment. I've already got Zimra on my case. I've got the national arts council on my case. I've got the censorship board on my case. I've got the police on my case. I've got exorbitant fees to pay for the artists, clearances and, and everything else that, that entails. Now I've also got to worry about dealing with the, the real de- risk of, even though I do everything right, someone still might diet my show because of all these other external factors. Plus the cost of barriers and barricades and security and lighting and everything else. It, all that's going to do is it's, it's actually just going to create smaller and smaller events or even more poorly managed events where people are like, you know what? My risk is $500. If I lose it, I'll lose it. You know what I mean? So sadly, it, it all boils down to the, just the situation in the country as a whole. Like when, when one thing collapses, there's a domino effect that affects everything else. So if the economy is not working, nothing is working. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I hear that. But at the same time, I, I understand it's a heavy responsibility, but whose responsibility is it to make sure that an event is going to be safe for crowds attending? It's surely the promoter's responsibility. No, no, it's the law's responsibility. It's the whose responsibility? So, the law. We we still live in a capitalist society. As a capitalist, if I'm in business, my 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 intention or my goal for all that's of this my point is to so earn that, as much that's money. exactly so. Yeah. I'm saying the law obviously is a very generic term to make. I mean, the law then the law itself will have to decide. 
by by whatever law is put in place. So I'm saying the law should say, if a promoter does not put in place adequate safety precautions, then they must be liable. So that a promoter considers that as one of their priorities, the same way they have to pay arts council, the same way they need to organize bouncers to protect their own interests, the same way that they need to organize lights to entertain the crowd, is the same way they also need to organize safety precautions. That's what I'm saying. So yes, obviously, because by nature, a capitalist promoter will try to maximize their profits, the law should put something in place that will force them to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then it's also about enforcement now. Yeah, yeah. The laws can be there, but if they are not being enforced, ah. which is also true. <laughs> All right. Speaking of law enforcement, um, Th- this is the big story. This, the, 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 this this story threw me for a loop. Um, I, I I was very confused because a I had no idea what this person. Once again, Dan, you know, like there are sections of even Zimbabwean social media that exist that we are completely unaware of knowledge. Yeah. We are completely op- like I, I was checking this paper. I was like, ah, she's got thousands upon thousands of. I have never seen this person in my life. And then I was scrolling through the tweets, and I was like, oh, right now I'm along Kagui Street because I was in the heart of the CBD. Wow, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's break down the story. So this has been trending on Zimbabwean social media and in the news in general and in general conversations. Here's, here's what happened. There is someone who is famous on, I believe it's TikTok mainly, but also on the other social media pages. And they are a very sex positive person who often speak a lot, a lot about bedroom issues, shall we say. Mm. Um, she was arrested this week. She was arrested this week for selling sex toys to underage children. Apparently, the story itself, and I'm reading directly from the H Metro. I'm going to read for you the headline shortly because I was, that's what was like. Wait, what? Um, TikToker. I keep giving H Metro shine. TikToker. I keep giving H Metro shine. Huh? I, mm-hmm. That's what Zimbabwe is reading. So I, I mean, I'm not doing it out of out of desire to promote them. I will. But Fantan said Zim celebrity is running the the roost. These streets. Oh, Okay, I'll go to the other, but let me start here. TikToker Ayanda Unitimbonda, popularly known as I Juicy, was in the dock yesterday on allegations of selling adult toys to minors. She is also facing smuggling charges. She appeared at Mbari Magistrate's court, accused of exposing minors to pornographic content and violating the Customs and Excise Court, uh, Customs and Excise Act. The court heard that Mbonda sold sex toys to a 12-year-old girl with the intention to lure her into sexual activity. She allegedly also sold adult toys to other children whose dockets are being prepared to be brought into court. So that was the story in H Metro. The headline, world's most dangerous businesswoman. TikToker sells adult toys what, to my... What? World's most dangerous what? Businesswoman. Is this Griselda <laughs> Blanco of dildos? What the hell? <laughs> hey, remember when Enrieta Rushwaya was caught smuggling gold? That was interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let me get deeper into this story. Okay. Remember when Scott was releasing photos of him sitting on a pile of five million US dollars in cash? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the story remember when is. Scott said, remember when Scott said he, he's mined seven tons of gold in a year when Rio Zim only mined 1.2 1. tons in that same year? Remember that? I remember that all of that. 
Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Remember when there was a when there was an open tender for for disposing refuse in Harare and one of the the bidders died in a bombing incident. That was interesting. That was fun yeah. times. Fun times. Yeah. Remember so, 45 degrees? Remember 45 degree angles then? Remember that? Remember that? That was interesting. Uh-huh. The mother of Remember a 12-year-old there was an investigation girl. at the city of Harare and then someone just jumped out of their office to their death mysteriously. That was interesting. So yeah. apparently this lady, Ayanda, has been <laughs> selling sex toys, right? Um, just mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she... She she made she was not hiding that on yep, her social. Was, that I definitely did. It see wasn't on a secret or anything, but she was selling the, them on her the social. The concern was the, the quality of you know, guys. Um, I don't want to sound elitist. I don't want to sound classist, right? But there's silicone and there's rubbers and there's BPA's and all and all these things. So studies have shown that certain low quality grades of silicone and BPAs break down over time and sometimes your body absorbs these and they can be it's not scientifically proven but they can be carcinogens so in as much as I'm I'm all for people you know life is tough you know we are we are we are, we are created for pleasure you know get your pleasure how you will but just be careful of the quality of the product you are using because they might end up doing more harm than good. You know what I mean? I'll say that. Without going down this this rutia fill. Basically what That's happened what was, there. there was a 12-year-old girl who bought products from Ayanda. The mother discovered allegedly, it all. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, no, I mean, she did confirm, apparently. But anyway, Anzi... Wait, Ayanda confirmed that the 12-year-old was buying Allegedly. Let me just stick to allegedly. But this is the story as it's been reported in the news, as it was as it was told in court. The mother caught the 12-year-old with all this stuff, Kumba, sex toys and stuff. Then she got Ayanda's phone number. She called Ayanda, did you just sell stuff to my daughter? Ayanda says, ah, to that particular person, I sold stuff worth $1,000. But uh, sorry about selling to a young person. I can give you the money back. Then, uh, yeah, then the moms was like, not only do I want so, my money back, so I the, want you in jail. So I have so many questions here because that part of the story did not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. How is a 12-year-old kid getting $1,000? That is very confusing. So, And also, how horny do you have to be? <laughs> I know grown women with jobs. Okay, you, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, hold on. So apparently her bail appeal was denied because it was viewed that she's a potential risk. Who are you calling? Are you calling Ayanda? Watch. Hold on. I'm I'm calling, I'm I'm calling, uh, I'm calling a grown woman. Ah, I've got, I've got no pull in these streets. Hello. Hello. We're recording the podcast. Don't say anything incriminating. I thought I've got a, are we doing a quick snap survey? A quick snap survey. Okay. Right. Um, you are a, you are a grown woman and an, an adult, correct? <laughs> correct. Would you say you've purchased um, pleasure toys in your time? Correct. How much would you say you've spent on pleasure toys total? About three hundred pounds. Good lord, three hundred. Okay. 
So would you would you say that spending a thousand US dollars yeah. within a year is a bit excessive? Wow. Do you think it's even I possible mean, to spend that much money? It's possible. It depends what you also are classifying as pleasure toys. Because if you start adding in clothing, no, 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 no. This is just this is just toys. This is just so you. Wow. So you are saying a thousand dollars is an exorbitant amount of money. It's a lot. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. God bless you. Good. What's your name, please? No, I'm Good joking. Time. Don't say. <laughs> so that's another thing that confused me, Dan. A thousand dollars, my nigga. Fam, how does a twelve-year-old? Okay, okay. Let me put you this way, right, Dan. If you're a twelve-year-old, <laughs> the maid is coming into your room, and once in a while, your parents. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm hoping. I don't know. I don't know how big this house is because maybe this family is like super rich and they've got like wings in their home or some. But at the very least, the maid is coming into your room, right? A thousand dollars worth of toys, unless Ayanda's putting ridiculous markups on these products. That's a lot of damn toys. Damn, that's that that that's that's a that's a that's a whole that's a whole suitcase, if not more. <sighs> okay, so th- that is the first question, which is very confusing. How is it so much? But she says I I dropped off the material several times. Do you know what I suspect? I suspect someone was running a side hustle. Ayanda was the plug. And then reselling. She was resell. She was breaking it down into bags and reselling. Because a thousand bucks, I mean. So she probably supplied the whole school. <laughs> but also, uh, okay, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Um, the world has changed. There's like access to sexual material and sexual education is far more prominent than when we were kids. At twelve, it's it's. You know what? I can't even. I can't even. Like comment. yo, I can't even comment because. Because twelve is what grade six, it's like that famous grade seven. No, grade seven. It's like that famous. It's like that famous uh, tweet from Lindy. She was like, "The year, the year I discovered my clit, I almost failed grade 10. <laughs> so okay. Anyway, so obviously there's two very, um, very opposed camps. On the one end, yeah, let her rot in jail. On the other end, she did nothing wrong. Free Ayanda. Where do you fit, Phil? I don't. I, I don't understand how you can, in good conscience, be selling sex toys to someone younger than eighteen. Mm-hmm. In as much as I, in as much as I'm, I'm all for kids' self discovery. You know, the foremost form of sex is is sex with yourself and all that. Yeah, sure, but you're a kid, right? I don't. I don't understand how you can. It's like almost like being a drug dealer. Okay, no, no, it's not bad. That's a bad example. <laughs> but in as much as I don't believe, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It should be legal. I just think it's morally questionable. Like in good conscience, how do you sell? A th- like once again, I don't understand. A thousand dollars worth of sex toys <laughs> to a twelve-year-old. You know what I mean? Not even a consenting adult because. Look, look look at the blowback. Was it worth it? Like, was your business worth this? Was the bad PR worth this? You know, I think, ah, actually, you know what, Dan? I've got the perfect example. Sexual materials, right? 
I would say, I wouldn't classify sex toys as, uh, with porn. I would say sex toys are a, a, st- a step below porn. But even within that, even if I know a, a young child already has access to porn, I'm never going to show them that. I'm never going dis- to not even discuss it. Like outside of the birds and the bees conversation and be like, hey, listen, I know you're young. You're probably going to do this. Just make sure you and then walk them through that. But I want to encourage it. I'll just be like, listen, these are the, the safe options available to you. I'm not going to do that mm. unless it's my own kid and 12, not a 12. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm. I'm six. I, I would say maybe, like maybe, six, like when you're old enough to drive a car, maybe then we'll discuss. But a thousand dollars. So ah, I, I agree with you on that. Like, okay, if someone is arrested and is in court, now we're talking about legal. Is something legal or not legal? So, is there a law that specifically states you cannot sell sex toys to people under age, whatever, whatever? And then it clearly defines what counts as a sex toy and what doesn't. Because if there is then the person must obviously go to go to court. If it's proven that they sold knowingly sex toys to a minor, then the prescribed penalty must apply. Um, then we can have a discussion about whether such a law is right or wrong. I think as in general, society would agree with what you're saying. You probably shouldn't be able to sell sex toys to someone below 18. Or maybe not 18. I don't know what the year is since Zimbabwe, the year of consent is, I mean, the age of consent is, is different. I don't know. 16. So I I, w- I would say at the very least, yeah, the age of consent. Let, let's let's uh, say the let's age pick of consent. At, at least at the age age, yeah, which is not twelve. Which which I would argue Damn. needs to be raised, especially when there's a discrepancy in age. But let's look. Let's just say if the if the law exists, then yeah, absolutely, she must be arrested. But in reality, Fair. as I see it, I don't see it as a legal issue at the moment. I see it as a moral issue, a morality issue. So obviously, society would be outraged, especially parents with kids that yo, there's someone selling sex toys. To my twelve-year-old, that's wild. Like, that's wrong, fam. Let me, I I just got the perfect analogy. Mm. Like, you wouldn't be at twelve. You wouldn't be comfortable with your kid receiving roses on Valentine's Day. Like, you'd be like, "Oh, my baby's going up," mm. but your baby got a rose in the drawer. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, it's just, it's so. <sighs> It, now, now you're wondering what, why, your, why your child is taking two-hour showers. She never leaves her bedroom, changing sheets every day, man. Come on, dog. The, <laughs> being a parent is tough. Ah, being, being a parent, a parent is tough. Is tough. <laughs> okay, so here, okay, here's the situation, right? In Zim, we know that Zim has a very, especially with the older generation, there's very much an idea of the government must parent. And I don't think, I think parents must parent. Of course, there should be certain, this is what I would like to see. I would like to see, listen, if you're a grown adult doing your grown things, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. But to protect our children, and because we know that there's some kids who don't have parents or some parents who are neglectful and whatever, at the very basis, what we're going to say is sex shops should not sell to children under the age of 18 or 16, or I don't, know, I don't have enough information to decide which of those two years makes sense, but fine. So there must be reasonable precautions put in place by a shop owner that if I, if I don't trust your age, show me ID before I sell you something. If you managed to, as school kids will do, if you managed to hoodwink me and you managed to get it, ah, well, go man, dio and dio. But there's no way a 12-year-old would. But maybe someone who's one year younger or two years younger would be able to do it. Fine. You managed to hoodwink me, but at least there were reasonable precautions for me to make sure that I don't sell to a minor. 
If it gets to court, like, listen, I did ask for ID. They showed me a fake ID. I saw nothing wrong. I sold it. Then you're cool. If you knowingly sold to someone who was below whatever the age is prescribed by law, then end up jail him, data or pay the fine or whatever the punishment is. I don't think it's a huge, major, yo, we, this is the most dangerous businesswoman in the world. Like, come on, get out of here. But definitely it's wrong. And, and you know, it could be legally wrong and definitely, in my opinion, morally wrong. So I get that. I find it difficult to see people defending her. I, f- I find it weird. I don't quite understand what they're defending. I don't quite get, like, are they saying, it seems most people are saying, here, Zimbabwe is backwards. Y- yes, Zimbabwe is backwards. That's true. But I don't think that necessarily applies in this particular case. I don't know. I'm confused. <sighs> I'm not quite sure what people are to fighting be, for. To, to, to be honest... Like I said, I think so, so. Sometimes somebody has to be the example. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes somebody has to be the example. Um, knowing Zimbabwe's legal system, depending who this mother is, because that's another thing we don't know whose family this is, right? And if it's a family where a child can easily access a thousand dollars in cash they might be very powerful, mm-hmm. which would not bode well uh, for Ayanda. Which, that is wrong now. And you see, now that, that I, I, I would say is wrong. Also, I don't understand why she was denied bail. It's not like she murdered someone or raped that, a minor or that, something. That, 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 um, I think that's yeah. playing into it. That, that, that is playing into it. Because remember when uh, Chiangwa's daughters were caught trying to bring in sex toys? Yeah. I don't remember a court case. I, I, I remember it becoming a brouhaha. I think they had to be they had to go up here before the censorship board, but I don't remember them going to court. Um yeah. <sighs> ah. I think yeah, she's just gonna be she's gonna become an example. But also on her side, what the hell are you doing selling to kids, dog? Like, yo. Speak still on still on I the on, on the issue of kids, and this is quite a very a sad story. Um, Zimbabwean football star plays in South Africa for Supersport United. His name is Kudama Hachi. Has yo, the story, the this story was wild. It's yo. freaking wild and heartbreaking. Mm. So here's what happened. All right. So news started. So let me let me let me try start from the beginning. News broke that Kudama Hachi's four year old son was horrifically injured with scalding injuries. You know what I mean? Like they had been burnt with boiling water. Um, So bad that his foot had to be amputated. Partly because of how bad the scalding was and partly because medical attention was not sought afterwards. The allegation is that Kuda and his uh, wife, I want to say the right thing because I don't want to, I don't want to accuse anyone who's not supposed to be accused. So Kuda's, Kuda's wife, Rose, allegedly scolded as punishment, poured boiling water on her son, Diego. And then uh, she allegedly went into hiding afterwards, as well as tried to cover it up by hiding the son, sending him to Zim from South Africa, where the thought process was it would be easier to avoid uh, any kind of uh, issues after that. Yeah, so pictures started circulating. I'm not sure where they initially came from. Uh, but yeah, now what we are hearing is that Supersport United um, 
have suspended him. Uh, I don't know, temporarily or long-term for, for all this story that's going around right now. So uh, I, then there's other elements to the story where for some reason, Kuda, he looked for medical practitioners to try and help his son, but then didn't allow them to examine him. And I think they just wanted him to, they wanted, he wanted them to just give him, you know, uh, whatever medicine or whatever that he, he thought he might need without looking at the kid. And yeah, so now, um, now Super Sports United have suspended him. I, it's, I'm shook. I don't, like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm shook. They put out a statement saying Super Sport United has become aware of the serious allegations leveled against our player, Kurakwashi Mahachi. The club has suspended the player from all club football activities with immediate effect. He has been advised to attend to his family and the allegations against him. The matter is subject to, to, to judicial processes. The club will make no further comment at this time. He's done. He's done. He's done. How, how is the public going to support him knowing that this happened? No ways. Even if it goes to court and somehow he, he escapes any so, kind of... So I think just a point of correction. You said the wife was involved. I think um, the, the, the ruling here, and this is from the Herald, Mahachi through his lawyers, Tanaka Law Chambers, represented by Nkoi Sabo Sibanda, said authorities in Pilo Central and his ex-wife, Marita Nlovu, have barred him from accessing the child. Glovu accused the warrior star of abusing their son and scolding him with hot water in South Africa before smuggling him back to Zimbabwe. So according to this recollection, the wife is going against... So that's the Zimbabwe. ex-wife. 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 His yeah. current wife is the one who's... Mm, okay. I don't know if I, I she missed did that. it. In all, the, in, in all the articles I'd seen, she hadn't been mentioned, but that's... that's the, Man. Yo. So, yeah. Yo, man. It's such a wild story, and I. You know, that's actually that's actually you know you know we're actually getting to that age where that's a, that's a pertinent discussion for like for us, mm. which is like if you have an, a child and then you remarry or you have a new partner, and how that partner then treats your child. I don't understand how, as a man, because that's what that's what I am. I don't understand like if I already have a son or a child or daughter. And you know, I don't care how much I love you, how good you are to me, whatever it is you're doing to me. There's nothing you can do that will excuse you treating my child like dirt. That's uh, <laughs> okay. Let me let me not be overly impassioned here. So so I should say that Kudamahachi denies doing this. He says, um, "Let me just read the the statement coming from his lawyers." He's, first of all, according to the lawyers, um, all these stories are tormenting him and painting him in a bad light when that's not what happened. So the allegations that are spreading around are that as punishment, either Kuda or Rose poured scalding water on this child, Diego, and hid him from medical practitioners because they, they wanted to cover it up and then sent him to Zimbabwe secretly because in Zimbabwe, it was probably going to be easier to hide what had happened. He says, and, when uh, he left South Africa, he was in fine health. There were no issues. 
The child was never burnt. And at the point of being sent to Zimbabwe, he was in good health. So says the lawyer. Regarding matters of him being in Zimbabwe, I don't want to comment because um, right now it's in court, obviously. Then he says, our client wishes to advise the public on the allegations that have been leveled against him through various media platforms. First, our client wishes to indicate that he loves his son and what he has seen circulating on various platforms is unfortunate, worrisome, and it has tormented him um, as it has exposed his son's medical condition, which ought to have been private, but has been made public. On the allegations that our client scolded the minor, he wishes to state that he never did such an act to his only son, and the stories that he is responsible are fabrication. Uh, regarding what actually happened, our client advises that he will soon take the legal route to protect his son firstly, and secondly, he will be approaching the courts to deal with the issue of his image. So, um, so you know, like, discussing, discussing this story, I actually have a flashback. So, when I was a kid, we are at our aunt's house, and my aunt's maid was making porridge for us in the morning, and she dropped the pot because we were sitting on the kitchen floor, and it burned my sister's leg. And I remember seeing literal blisters popping on my sister's flesh, like in her screaming out in pain. I can't Im- like I can't imagine doing like, that deliberate thing about me. So like, I, I can't imagine doing that deliberate. So I I am ho- I'm really hoping that that didn't happen deliberately. But at the moment, obviously, the thoughts are with the child who's actually suffering this. Um, I've seen it lead to a lot of conversations about what is acceptable as discipline. I can't even imagine it going that way because this is way past discipline. This is not even a conversation about what is acceptable as discipline. It's no, way, so this, this is, is sorry, this is abuse. Yeah, yeah. Assuming, uh, and again, these are allegations. We want to wait and see what happens. If he did do it, that is disgusting and horrible. I am seriously hoping he didn't. No, and I'm hoping I, that. I think we can agree because because the reports have come out and they were credible enough for him to seek legal advice and for Supersport to suspend him. Yeah. That a child has been burned. Yes. I think at the, at the very least we can establish that a child is burned. Yeah. That alone. Ugh. WTF. All right, let's 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 talk about a few lighter issues. Um I don't know if you saw Andy Murizo this week. He was on Ah, we could not miss him on the Danny J show. In fact, I actually have comments. <laughs> so so um as we discovered, uh, you know, let's not, we, won't, we won't talk about the behind-the-scenes stuff, but Dan and I had a very interesting discussion with someone close to the show, and there were interesting developments um, that we discovered and we, we later saw. Um, so, uh, Ran G has been re- replaced by Mr. Becky. Mm-hmm. So, I watched a few, I saw the clips. I, don't, I didn't watch the full show, but I saw the clips. Yeah. Dan, did you see how little... They cut to Becky. Even when Becky's speaking, the camera would be fixed on Danny. <laughs> I also had a conversation with Becky, by the way, and she she let me know that one of her goals is to elevate the level of conversation. I was like, "I right, girl, you do your thing. I'm just saying, careful though, but do your mm. thing, girl. Anyway, mm. Um, they spoke about a lot of things I didn't watch the whole show Uh, I'm just going to speak about the clips that are relevant and essentially Andy Murizo had a bone to pick with Ja Prazer listen to this Mastermind was it not like the mastermind of of this no the mastermind of military touch movement was executed was not Ja Prazer oh you get it but Ja Prazer had the resources he had everything. Okay. Even if we could say, okay, 
nasi ngati chitengei ngati chitengei zunzo kuisa studio he could say why should we buy zunzo studio in dinashu okay so appraiser was the ceo i've got my loyal fans on authority whatever you sing even if you just cough we listen you yeah. get it but the album that i did when i was in mtm was a total well. flop you get it it was average. total flop total flop only one song made it to the top that was the song that i uh, that, uh, that i did with japrese that iwe mm-hmm. that, that was the only song that made it to the top the other songs they were only listened to by my fans they were supposed to know about him through military touch but they just know emma military touch they just know emma okay when he went to to Japresa, he did emma and all of that but they don't know the other song so do you feel like sekuru let you down or did mtm let you down um Sekuru didn't let me down but MTM in fact MTM no, but why you sep- Jap- Japrisa made a lot of enemies when he was rising so, uh, when he was in I've got if you caught the gist of what my man's is saying he ha- he is very upset about his time at MTM because he feels that um Japrisa um y- y- essentially used him and he never got what he expected he would get from Japraiser and yeah let, let, let me let me bring up some more of his own actual words uh, but also then what what he's saying is new he said all this on facebook when he quit this is true only difference is he said it in english now <laughs> okay so here's the here's a picture okay, for those of you who don't know the history Japraiser arguably the biggest artist in zimbabwe started uh shall we call it a super group called military touch movement they did one song together but otherwise his whole goal was to essentially make a stable of really hot artists it included himself and xq probably as the biggest names in that group but then it also had natio andy murizo um tashewe zinza um mm. dj tamuka i'm sure there was someone else that i've forgotten but the point is These guys all got together and the, and the thought process was not uh, Japraiser is going to use his huge name as probably the biggest artist in the country arguably if not him maybe Winky D to prop up these other artists who are pretty dope and have quite a following but are not quite at the level of Japraiser he was going to prop them up Now military touch movement for a while kind of trended a little bit they had that song Chekeche which was I love that song it's a dope song um then individually in my opinion that's in combination with other things that sort of resurrected XQ's career in combination with his time with Kenako um obviously Natio went a different route he really blew up more after military touch so uh, i'll question you how did it resurrect XQ's career so XQ was really hot during the days of urban grooves turn of the millennium um no no up to from me- Kenako when because keep in mind MTM absorbed the majority of Kenako outside of Oskid yes they basically absorbed all of Kenako correct so XQ was already hot at Kenako he was he was heating up let's put it that way because he after i would say maybe after late 2000s i can't remember exactly when XQ was quiet he must he might have put out music yeah. but it didn't work and, then and when the, he joined Kenako Kenako was in the mid 2000s i mean mid 2010 sorry maybe 2015 or 2014 somewhere there um XQ started was on a hot streak with Kenako doing collaborations with Rocky but there was still it was kind of it was kind of dope but not that big 
And then now XQ is back to being one of A-list or top artists in Zim. So I'm saying Kenako was probably the spark for that and that really pushed him. But after that, I mean, I don't know if it was directly MTM, but he was associated with MTM. So I'm not, I don't want to act like, yeah, he he was there at MTM, but not. The the thing is, we've got context and without us sharing behind the scenes stuff, we've actually got context from the podcast. Mm -hmm. If we go back to our Tamuka episode, Tamuka spilled all the beans. Mm -hmm. If, but you had, if you were tuned to what he was saying, you'd get what he was saying. Tamuka was smart enough to say it, not in a brash, overt way, but if you listen to what you're saying, you hear what you're saying. And the reason why I ask you that is, outside of Pahukama, what did Jabraza and XQ do? Let's, say, let's put live shows to the side, right? Because what Jabraza had also said was, one of his intentions was to make it easier to book all these artists. So if you book me, you're booking the whole squad. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. and to a certain extent, maybe that worked with, with Andy Murizo, but there was also the question of even though Andy Murizo, and even in this interview, acknowledges that yo Japraza was my mentor. A lot of people felt that by signing Andy Murizo, Japraza has eliminated essentially eliminated his biggest competition at the time because Andy Murizo was on a the rise. Then obviously <sighs> Baba Harari was an offshoot of the band. But that's neither here nor there. The, we, we, so we, I come back to we, you. When we, I, have when a, I say, we have not just that episode with DJ Tamuka. We also have an episode with Keen. Keen actually spoke about military touch movement and he spoke about Andy Murizo um, without remembering all the exact details. Just to paint an overall picture, many people felt Japraza should have pushed these guys more. For example, when Japraza did a collaboration with, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, um, Japraza and Jamaican, come on, Jamaican, Jamaican uh, reggae artist. Oh my goodness. Oh, the angel. I know the song. Yes, the song. yes, yes. Um, uh, I can't believe why this is, why this is. Uh, Was it Ange- Angeli or Angel? Uh, Japraza and Jacure, of course. Huh. When Japraza yeah. did a collaboration with Jacquio, many people were like, yo, why isn't Japraza giving this to Nati O? That's someone in his, his label who actually does dancehall or reggae vibes and could do a good collaboration together. And you remember at the time we spoke about it and we said, yo, first of all, we don't know what the arrangement is. But secondly, maybe Jacquio only agreed to do it because it's Japraza, not because Japraza was going to give it to someone else. So I think there was a lot of misunderstanding at the time that the thought process was, Japraza has taken on these people as his children and now everything he does will be for them. When, according to what Keen said, Sha, I have resources, use them. That's, I feel like that's probably what the arrangement was. And people were like, ah, Sha, why aren't you, why aren't you pushing us? Uh, I don't know. That is a, an interesting <laughs> thing. Dan, all, 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 I'll say, all, all I'll say is this, without disparaging any parties involved, if that was indeed the case, okay, one disgruntled artist, okay, one disgruntled artist, difficult artist to deal with, two disgruntled artists, hmm, three disgruntled artists, hmm, all the artists you signed or allegedly signed or aligned to the movement, all gone, head scratcher. That's all I'm going to say. I hear that's, you. That, 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 that's, that's a head scratcher. That everyone didn't understand. Everyone. 
I hear you. I hear because you. Right, because 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 right now mushrooms mushrooms they seem to be quite aligned. They seem to know whose whose role is what and what they're doing and how and how to prop everyone else up. Uh, mushroom is doing really well right now. I think those are two were two separate things because mushroom is is not necessarily a group. It's more Tamuka Studio. No, but but that's but that's exactly what MTM was because MTM was. Jabra is saying, guys, this studio, even end in that interview says it. Tamuka said it as well. Could the reason, one of the reasons or the advantages of MTM, it wasn't to sign to the label because as I meant, I brought up Teo Teo for a reason. Teo Teo was not released under Military Touch. Teo Teo was released under Og Media and we know who runs Og Media, right? So Teo Teo, it was just just saying, I've got the studio. You guys have access to the studio. Use the studio, which is the same thing that Mushroom is because Mustard Seed is still licensed under military, it's thing under ability extension. Mm. It's not under mushroom. Mm. Which, but you still see whenever Nadi's got a song, excuse there, pushing pushing him in front, saying, yo, this is my youngster. I'm Support my youngster. Mm-hmm. Tamuka's there. Guys, support my youngster. So is the issue that when he didn't support? Something. Or is the issue that he took something away? Uh, that's that's where my everyone I've heard complain so far, and I again I don't know the details. I do know some behind the scenes info that you've mentioned, but that behind the scenes info is in terms of certain people who may have complained or not complained. But all those complaints that I've heard were, it were it were were always along the lines of he didn't do this and he didn't do that. What I want to know is, did he actually do something to pull you down, or was there an expectation that he didn't fulfill? And if there was an expectation, was it in a contract or in writing? That's what I want to know. Once again, but as Andy Murizo said, because he made a public fud, I never signed a contract. King confirmed it. Andy King said, you never signed a contract. Andy Murizo was like, yep, yeah, I never signed a contract. However, um, Andy's, Andy's complaint was, I felt you, not, not only were you not pushing me, but you were not taking deals away from me because all of a sudden, Ray Vani is not calling me back. Mm. What's up with that? Well, Maybe we need to bring Keen back. But let's move on. Let's move on. We, we actually have one of our patrons. Let's in get there. Ravani. I mean, let's get Ravani. Let's get Andy Marizzo. Get them on the line. Yeah, no. Podcast. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think, Dan, we, we, you know, we've had some complaints from our non-paying listeners. They're like, there's too much patrons on the podcast recently. So what they're doing is they're sitting in the silent corner <laughs> until we call well, Since when did we start listening to non-paying listeners? <laughs> Tell you when. Since never. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Pre Empress Pre. Am I allowed to unmute? Hey, guys. Girl, this is your podcast as well, you know. I mean, you are a, you are a key, I mean, you are a key, you are a key shareholder. You are a key shareholder. You almost shared Elon, right Elon Musk on Twitter right now. I know this. I know this. How's it going? Going well, thank you. Thank you very much, Empress Pre, aka a freak flower. One of our day ones. We appreciate day your presence. One. Thank, thank you. She, she recently sent a donation to the equipment fund, Den. So our first installment is Much covered. Appreciated. Ah, excellent, excellent. I don't know why you'd say that in a public place because now the person is going to demand their money. Oh, tornado, man. Den, whether whether I told him or not, he was going to ask. He was going to say it either way. Yeah, that's true. There was, yeah. <laughs> He was going to seize things. We, we need to know. We, we we need to know the the the, the devil we are dealing with here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 
Oh, Philip, just a, a quick quick news that broke today. Your 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 baby Makadzi was robbed at gunpoint, eh? You know, Dan, it's been a tough day. Um, I've been on the phone with her all day, and um, yeah, it's, it's sad. It's, it's sad. Real sorry about that. The crime, the crime, crime is crime. on the rise, and yeah, um, <sighs> yeah. She was. Uh, long story short, uh, she was going to be performing at a Shisanyama, and then she was standing outside, and then two men approached her, and uh, uh, they ha- they were armed, and uh, they took her phone. She then ran from them towards the venue and uh, they shot in her direction, allegedly, but missed her. And you know, then, uh, then they, they bolted. Mm. We're happy that she's okay. Um, you know. I've, uh, I don't know. I'm hurt, man. It's rough, eh? Okay. Um, there's a lot of other things to talk about, Philip, but I think I think there's one main thing that people are here for. I think we should get to it. And that is the brand new song by Aishan. Have you heard it? Let's do it. It's... Uh, huh? No, actually, Dan, actually, I have not. Let's hear. Let's hear what Aishan is saying. Aishan has a brand new song. It's featuring Anatoria, and it's called Lola. Drop today, fresh you, and I know people are demanding this. In the people are like, listen, we want to join the Zoom because we want to listen to that brand new Aishan. Pre, I got you. Mm. Mm. Are you ready for this Let's new Aishan? Get it, Dan. Check it out. <laughs> Aishan is Mister Kure Kure Kure. Yeah. All right. Check out this brand new song, Anatoria by Aishan. I mean, it's called Lola by Aishan and Anatoria. Say slow like Bondi. Let it come, Dada. You gotta na- take it nice and. I really like Aisha. I, take it nice I wa- and I want slow. him to succeed so bad. I mean, come I just on. Want him to be. I mean, who wants quick Bondi? Come on now. Jeremy. Slow like Bondi. Slow it down. Um. Okay. No. The truth of the matter is, you guys are here for the brand new hip hop extravaganza by Bling Four. It's called Zuripa Ground. Let's hear it, Dan. I don't know if you crank it up. It. Let's Here go. for brand new. Zidipa mm. Ground I've, by I've, Blink I've, 4. This person, I've been waiting all day for this. We're listening to what you came for. Yeah. Zidipa. Zidipa. Kind of boy. I suppose I see you. Yeah. Mwari njua nusi ya chit. Apana njadu nusi. Mwari njua nuna chit. Apana njadu nuna. Mwari njua nutunga chit. Apana njadu nga tunga. 
even the catcheries. A banana in Gaon. But don't bodo with my doctor, my rooster. But don't bodo with my pelo, my soot. But don't bodo for many poor, support. When I send you about to Zong to win my fortune. Those with the background. Rast, Okay, no, the real thing you're here uh, is for the new ghost, Vito and Magnificent. No, I'm joking. I got a bunch of other songs, but. <laughs> welcome, Pre. Also, welcome, Tinashe. What's going on, my man? Are you uh, unmute, Kanaichi? I was a silent, is a silent, is a silent joiner. Are you familiar with how Zoom works? No, I am not. <laughs> Welcome Tinashe, welcome Pri. The two of you are our eminent guests who are going to I think obviously, obviously these guys are here. Um last week Friday there was a big release then. Massive release. Mm. We saw my man doing big things. Big things at, at the BBMs. Highly anticipated, they, eh? They're here for their new Burner Boy. Have you heard it? the new last last? Let's sample that. Lit. Yo, that new Burner Boy. Uh, uh. Everybody go to breakfast. Hey. Oh. Oh. Tony Braxton sample. That's uh, so he's been posting his American tour. So I noticed there's a there's a month long gap between his Las Vegas date and the next date in America, which is when he's supposed to be coming to Zim. That could be when he's so. <laughs> you guys need to understand. Burner Boy is the first African artist to perform at the the Grammys, the Billboard Music Awards, and Belgravia Sports Club. Are you guys ready for that? Huh? Belgravia so, Sports no. Club. And he's saving the best for last from dad. Phil, Phil, this is going to be a tough one for you. know who's, who's uh, the promoter for this? Yes, uh, Hidden Culture. Yes, Dan. Jason LaRue. Exactly. Hidden Jason LaRue used to give us passes for his events. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the last Jason Leroy event I was at, ah, the bouncers were looking at me funny. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I would love you know to go to this, but hey, we're playing games. Okay, anyway, no, seriously, you guys are here. You guys are here for that new, new. It's blazing up right now. The new DeVito with the Sunday service choir. It's called Stand Strong. 
Steady chasing my pimps The Beano and the Big Steppers no oh, yeah. My steps are guided by Jehovah I'm 44 looking over Let no be stop us alone And every show is a shutdown Cause I slam shot Baby you no go mine up Baby you let me nine plus Big fish flow like the ocean Inspirational. Huh? Thank you guys for joining us. That was our music segment. No, I'm kidding. You know what? We're right, playing look, games. No, at the end, let's be, we're, let's we're, playing, we're playing games. There was a big, big release, probably the biggest release. Everyone was looking forward to this. I'm obviously talking about overlapping by the Mavens. First released by the Mavens since Dora Bucci. Every little thing you did do to me. It's sweet to me for a body. She your love if you follow me. Wow, 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 Get your bowl and make her go crazy. I'm gonna get sick sure for me. See me can we draw money. Does Don Jazzy miss? Does Don Jazzy miss? There has to be a conversation about because that new Kiss Daniel mm. sounds like he's been freed from shackles. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> anyway, okay, Look, you know, guys, no, to be honest, jokes aside, here we go. Chris, we know why you're really here, but we we knew that several other people were going to join, so we thought we'll get other music also out so that people can hear it. Now we have. It's enough jokes. It's enough jokes. So, um, as you know, Phil and myself often get into deep conversations about hip hop because we are fans of hip hop. So, there's such a huge release. I think many fans of the podcast are already waiting. I ah, no. They're not feel ass. They're going to talk about it. Kendrick Love, Phil, but I have clean versions here. Please don't give me more. How did you listen to art like this? Come on, this is art. Oh, we must listen to it raw. Yeah, yeah, you can mm. listen to it raw. Eurovita podcast. Off the podcast. <laughs> Look, uh, Kendrick Lamar dropped Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, a double album, double disc album, a virtual double disc. Look, make of that what you will, but basically it's a double album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, uh, his first release, his first official release in over five years. It was that untitled album, but I mean, you know, we don't talk about untitled. So, hey, we got a lot of thoughts. Let's first start off by talking about the fact that Kendrick dropped without a without a single, like that other song, the the Hot Part Five, the Hot Part Five, whatever. Was not wow. a single from that, like a 
Mm-hmm. It's like a teaser kind of thing by well, the side. I, I was also a lot of singles. I was, I was, I was interested in that because much promo apart from the album artwork a few days before. My man's is gonna do the biggest numbers he's ever done. I my man's marketing budget was zero. <laughs> can, can, can you imagine that? That's how you. Well, obviously, he spent all that money on that Marvin Gaye sample. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, oh, got the, the whole, the nigga got the whole nigga got the whole you know the, the gay family that estate does not play bro even if you just if you think of something similar to anything that Marvin Gaye wrote ah they are on you like this <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're about to get an invoice for actually saying Marvin Gaye so um I would love to hear overall thoughts and then we can go into depth so I let me tell you how I listened to the album, right? I approached this album like I would approach a new Marvel movie. I first listened to the previous albums, you know? Mm-hmm. I listened to uh um Kid Mad City and Pimp a Butterfly. I skipped Damn. Uh, and then I went this, you know, just to get in the right mindset. You know what I mean? Then I went into this album, listened through it first without looking at anything, and then I went back listening to it again, but this time with genius open by the side. You know what I'm saying? And um I I know I need at least three or four more listens before I can properly have proper opinions. But based on the first sampling of this album, what Wait, it must have been. So you've only listened to this album once? What, what, we can't expect any less. So you listen to this album once, I'll just say. I'll say twice. And you're calling it a masterpiece. Twice, I listened to it so twice. twice and you're calling it a masterpiece. Based on initial listenings, yes. Wow. Um, Mr. Hot Take over here. I, I don't know how he does it and I don't get it. He makes his songs are so musical and I don't know. His music is musical. Thing to say, his music is really musical. Mm. <laughs> this is, this I mean, is what, I know this, this is, is what our patrons right now. For. Very intelligent. <laughs> his music, his music is music. <laughs> Other rap songs, even the ones I like sound like a beat and someone rapping on top of the beat. And sometimes it sounds fire. Sometimes I didn't really hear it or whatever. But somehow Kendrick somehow makes. It's, it's not just two things connected together. It's like, it's like the synths are connecting to the baseline, mm. which also with the 808s. It, and it's then the immense been transposed so with the musical, syncopation. Man. It's just like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's the, uh, the diaconnected waveforms are contemplating. And transposing, man, so deep. On top of that, if you were to just read the lyrics as a poem without any music attached to it, it would still be dope. Mm. I ain't your savior. Mm. Colin Spadge. But I ain't your savior. Come on now. Speak on the king. (laughs) Anyway, absolutely love the album. So far, I don't, and it's a little bit of an unfair comparison, so I don't want to necessarily rank them, but I will kind of. My favorite Kendrick album is is uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Standard. My second favorite is probably To Pimp a Butterfly and then Section 80. Yeah, okay. But those are, those are almost on the same level for me. Ah, dude, I put then, damn, damn, damn is, a, damn is number two, Mike. Come on. But the way that I'm ra- ranking them is not to say that damn is, I love damn, it's so dope. So I'm not trying to say that it's bad when I'm ranking them like this. But for now, with this album out, 
I might put it at number two, mm. maybe number three. But mm. it's not fair because I've had more time with other albums. You've sort of grown into them. You have favorite moments and things that make you feel and think a certain way and whatever, whatever. So I need more time with this one, but that's mm. why I rank it so far. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and I look forward to listening to it some more. And okay. We can get into more details. Let, let's now cross over to Empress Pre for her commentary. My brothers, my brothers. <laughs> um, I, I, am I reviewing this album as well? Tell us, my sister. Ah, guys. Henrik Meanders to the out. Okay. It was fantastic. I, I, agree, with, I agree with that. Does does uh, does Mr. Pre listen to Kendrick? Yes. Mm. He has been nice too. I promise. So, I mean, if he wants to listen to the script, it's fine. Hmm? He does. In fact, he's probably more into it than I am. Okay. So, yeah, so I mean, obviously, like this album, what we were like going through some sort of a therapy session with, with Henrik, isn't it? Mm. So, it was, okay, it was, did we cry together? Did we cry together? Like, really hit on me? Like, oh my god, we said the same thing. Oh my god, that's how we felt. That's us, babes. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> but like, he is us, we are him. <laughs> Mm, yes, it was a beautiful time. <laughs> we had a good weekend listening to the album. Mm. Mm, I so, think this up. This I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into it until Phil and everybody else has gone into it. I'm just getting my my fingers. Mm, mm. Boston has here. Any thoughts on the project? Honestly, my brothers. My sister, I failed you. I failed you dismally because I've wanted to listen to this album in the right sort of mind frame. And honestly, this week isn't allowed me to do so. No, no, don't even feel bad. I only properly listened to it yeah. today mm-hmm. because I didn't allow, I had opportunities, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, wait, I'll be interrupted or something will come up. It's cool. Mm. I'm going to go listen to Good Kid Mad City or to Pimper Butterfly just yeah. to get in the right mindset and I'll come back. Mm. Why put that pressure, pressure on yourself? Just listen to it, however. Mm. No, no, you, you've got, you, you can't just listen. To, you've got to set the mood. You've got to set the mood. You've got to have the, bra- you gotta have the brown lick on the side. You've you got to have the brown lick on the side. You've got to have the blazers or the chucks on. You've got to have the blue track suit. You know what I mean? You've got in the building and Lucy. Mm. And uh, you just, you know, <laughs> for me ben. personally. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Pers- right, so it's okay. Uh, for me personally, like to pimp a butterfly and especially Good Kid, Mad City, where like a soundtrack of like me versus the op- me in the land of the oppressors, fighting the good fights, fighting the good fights, and living to fight another day once more. So for me, it was one of those, like, I was expecting that energy, like, to come through. And I'm like, I'm here to, I'm here, my brother. I'm here. The music is here. And that moment hasn't happened for me. But it really hasn't. Mm, but you need to go to Ghana. Yeah. We need to go to Ghana, brother. We need to go to Ghana. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. The music, you can imagine right there, the battlefield is a folding 
front of you and the music is right there and you're like oh my god and you're ready for battle <laughs> see that's cool ben have, have you had a chance to listen to it yeah i know ben is a hip-hop fan Oh, oh yeah, he's got his oh, finger on the guy. pulse. Finger on the pulse. My my musical influence is hundred percent inspired by Two BT. So I'm here to get educated. That's like I, I have no opinion on the album because I haven't listened to it. I I was waiting for spiritual enla- um, musical enlightenment. Um, then I will proceed and listen to it in the right context. Because <laughs> as we found out, you need uh, to be in the right frame of mind to understand mm. the musicalness of this album. So, uh, I, I've gotten the inspiration I needed. Then I'll proceed and listen to it. Sidebar, but this is this is what I found real funny about like American American like hotepism and like the, the the back to Africa movement is the day Kendrick dropped his album. Him and his wife, who seem to have resolved their issues, because whew, they were there were quite a few issues to resolve. Are they married? Are they are they not yeah. engaged? Fiance, I'm sure. Well, well, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever they got, they got, they got two kids together, two beautiful kids together. They were now in Ghana, and I found it interesting. Like on on an album where probably the most talked about track is "Auntie Diaries," which some might argue is a pro LGBTQIA song. They went to one of the countries with one of the most outspoken anti-gay presidents, who signed several laws and imprisoned several gay and trans people. <laughs> in Ghana, yes, Akufo Addo is 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 like is like Mugabe part two. Wow. Look, there's a lot of controversial it's moments. Worse than Uganda? Ah, no, ah, Uganda's in a league of its own. Ah, Uganda, wow. you, Uganda is city in the Premier League. You know, what I mean, three 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 years running. You know, what I mean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. What's what's your song, Philip? So have one. My favorite song. Uh, or favorite songs. Um, I like the the song with Sanfa. Um, and that's probably like I think yeah. th- that that's the song uh, for, for me. That's like the most melodic song time. we can we can kick back. And obviously, I love it because of the the shade to Kanye and Drake. <laughs> that was really shade. That wasn't shade. Depends how you that take was, it. That was, let me tell. So my man says, so he's describing how he's had to live or rather how his and many other black men's um, attitudes, lives, etc., has been uh, um, influenced by a father or lack of a father, or at least a lack of fatherly guidance. And sometimes, you know, he talks about like, for example, I couldn't, I couldn't, bring up my emotions because I'll be called weak and stuff. Like, you know, so he really goes deep into this whole thing about how, you know, we all have father issues, especially black men, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then he says, for example, when I saw Drake and Kanye getting back together, I was like, damn, I don't get it, but maybe it's because I'm not mature. Uh, okay. I don't see that as shade. Dan, okay. Okay. You're forgetting. There's a whole level of context band. The whole level of context band. This is, they don't call Kendrick the boogeyman for nothing. For years, Kendrick has been sneak dissing Drake. He's been sneak dissing Kanye. He's been sneak dissing Big Sean. The only person that bit back was Big Sean. And then Kedrim told him, sit down, bitch, be quiet. And Big Sean was like, sorry, Teddy, don't gotta pass it. Drake and Kanye have dead not said Candyman's name. 
So first on, of all, the album just came out. No, no, no. Second, no, no. I'm talking. Then this is years. When, 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 when Kendrick said, "I'm the king of New York," the only person he responded to was Fabulous and Big Sean. Everyone else was like, "I don't. You, you guys are nothing to me." He's been told. He's been talk, calling out Drake for years. The, the the conversation has always been Drake, J. Cole, or Kendrick. I beg to differ. I I beg to differ. There have been playful jabs, but he has not dissed Drake or Kanye. There's been playful jabs about ghostwriting and stuff. And there was a time where they had a little bit of a back and forth. But it's in this particular song. That's the, nah, you know what? In, no in, fact, in fact, I'm kicking you off the this literal room. line. You know I'm, host, I'm hosting this. I'm hosting this with pre pre. Okay, wait, quote the line and then pre when he's done. When Please Kanye tell me, am I crazy? With Drake, I, I was slightly confused. Yes, I'm not mature as I think. Got some healing to do. Mm, pre, that's, that's the that's the dis. That's the that's the the dis. The dis. The dis. The dis. Pre, am I off? Pre, no I, am I off? I'm off with what I'm saying. Am I off? Uh, I'm with Dan with this on this one. Wow! I get, no, wait, 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 wait. I, I mean, I get what you mean with the history, and I mean, yes, Kendrick has been hailed as king, and they're all afraid of him. I see it. This wasn't like a diss. It was just like teasing. Oh, so, so teasing isn't a diss now? Is that what we're saying? I mean, no, not in here. No, come on. So what is suppose every single line about there must be? Oh, we we are friendly together. No, come on, man. Obviously, he's gonna say blah blah blah. Yeah. So, what were your and thoughts about? Funny. What are your thoughts about Kodak Black being on the album? Oh man! For context, listeners, just before we get into it, Kodak Black is currently facing charges. I don't know if he settled, but yeah, uh, still facing charges. Rape. And not just. Do you know what I rape and kidnapping? And I completely forgot about it. Do you remember when Nipsey Hussle died? No, that's exactly why I brought it up. That's that's why. Because a week Kodak before, Black came out and said, "Yeah, my man's came out and said he would take care of Lauren London sexually." Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Dude, what the hell? Now's not the time." In fact, it's never the time. So keep in mind, and his apology was basically not an apology. So so there's that. And then obviously and a week then there's before, the fact that he's facing a rape charge and the minor and, and he was at Mar-a-Lago because Trump released him, but you know what? I'll give him that pass. But yeah, I mean, also he was, he was, he was, he was whining upon his mom and he said his mom had a fat ass a couple of months ago. So Kodak Black is just, it's very, he's a very troubling. He does everything he can to make me not want to listen to him. And he's successfully done so. Is it the same dude that got arrested in Sweden in one of those Scandinavian countries? Before? No, that's ASAP Rocky. No, 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 no. Uh, that is ASAP. ASAP. Okay, my bad. <laughs> so, so, you so, see why I need this podcast? I'm, 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 so so Kodak Black was in jail and he was like pardoned by Trump. Um, but he's still got a bunch of cases and he's extremely problematic. But there's a lot of he's got a lot, he's got mad fans, eh? Like no, Kodak Black is is actually a very talented musician. The thing that I yeah. hate is he's a terrible person. The, the question I raise is that because after you release Hard Part 5, Lauren London and Nipsey's family say that we approve this and we support this in, in using his face. I'm wondering if they knew Kodak Black was part of the album. 
and, and not only part of the album, deeply entrenched in the album. This is essentially he's not just on one song. He's on three songs. Not, not, not only that, his melodies well, one, are one, all over this album. Yeah. I think if I look at the writing credits, Kodak Black's melodies, even on the song with Samfa, the way the way Kendrick is writing, that flow, that's a Kodak flow. Can I chime in? Yes, please. So so going back to when you guys were saying Kendrick is like, you know, big brother to or you know, when when Phil was like uh Boogeyman. When they were like, Yeah, sorry, dear D, whatever. So I think Kendrick is sort of like, you know, we're living in this world where cancel culture is like, you know, you make them the the fine rape and all of that is crazy. But um we live in a world where you're, you're cancelled entity, that's it, you're done. But I think, because, and he's mentioned it a few times in this album as well, isn't it? So I think with him bringing Kodak in, it's like, he's trying to like, um, maybe change the the way we feel about some of these artists, or he's trying to mold them again, you know, like he's trying to bring them back to the good side in a way. I think he's trying to be, Big brother, in a way, to to to, to musicians like Kodak. I don't know, yeah. in a, in a, in a way. So, so th- that much I get. My issue is why Kodak. There's so many different because artists. he's like because Be- he's the worst of them. No, but that's the so point. If okay. if if my man's if if Dan passed away, right? Knock on wood, whatever. If Dan passed away, and then someone's like, "Don't worry, I got Dan's wife." I'll look after There's very few things that guy can say for me and him to ever be cool again. You know what I mean? And that's, that's my, that's my issue. That's, that's my only question. I, I, I have been a very big proponent on this podcast of rehabilitation. And no matter how, if someone has done the worst possible thing, they should have any, everyone, once they've paid what they have to pay, to society, they, everyone has to have a second, third, maybe even fourth. I don't know how many chances, but because people make horrible decisions, make terrible, sometimes they are a product of the environment. It's it. I've been a proponent of that. I've spoken about it a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. that I am always willing to forgive even the worst of people. But there is kind of a condition of that, right? The person themselves have to atone to a certain level. Kodak is still in the middle of everything that's going on. Maybe at some point, sure, he will be. And I don't want to use the word worthy because who am I to decide if you're worthy or not? But maybe at some point he's going to be at a stage where atonement is a real conversation to have. In my opinion, it's not now. I believe the trial is still on. Like beginning of this year, there was some plea deal or something where he pled guilty. So first of all, there's that. So I agree with Phil. Cool. Everyone deserves a second chance. We shouldn't judge people based on what they've done. I mean, you should judge, but I mean, we shouldn't assume that's the be all and end all of a person. But why Kodak? Because Kodak is still in the middle of his, of his uh, scandals. Right. Or if not, if let's say he's done, let's say this year is when he stopped or last year, there's still time, like give it time. And sure. I'm not saying Kodak black must be written off completely. I'm saying, yo, that's kind of a second of all, his whole tone on this album has not been rehabilitation. We need to help. We need to whatever. In fact, 
he has a song, I think Savior, which by the way is also a freaking good song and what a message where he basically says, yo, you guys want to cancel Kodak Black? I'm basically Kodak Black. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, sin is sin. The thing is, like, there's no levels to, <laughs> like, oh, I've lied and I've murdered. It's all sin. Let me get the actual words he says. Hold on, let me pull up the lyrics because I don't want to misquote. So, well, Dan does that. Yeah, say, he says, no, quote, quote him and then I'll, I'll give my piece. He says, Fun fact, I ain't taking Ish back. I like it when they pro-black, but I'm more Kodak black. And he's saying there that you guys like it, that I'm pro-black and I'm, you know, I'm like supposedly his conscious rapper, etc. But that's only because I'm fitting into what you decide is right and wrong, etc. Whereas in truth, I'm just the same as Kodak black. Mm-hmm. Essentially what he's saying. So, in my opinion, in this album, he is not coming at it from a place of redemption or whatever. He's coming at it from a place of don't judge. We're all bad. Who are you to judge? Yeah, which and is like, wait, which I mean, is I, I get the concept of that. So the concept of the album, we with, with, are society, we are supposed to. You can't just hit everyone, do everything, and it's fine. No, I, I, I think you're speaking to a, a big. I think the bigger cultural nuance there that is somewhat lost, and I think because of his fame, because he grew up in an incredibly violent environment because of, of his wealth. They, his worldview is very different to ours. Right. So we see certain things, which is why, like I never mentioned, I'm I'm looking at it from his perspective and the code that he's espoused throughout his albums and the code that him and, Kendrick's, and yeah, Kendrick's, Kendrick, Kendrick's code and yep. the code of people of his ilk and top dog and the black hippie crew and that code. I never mentioned anything else except if Nipsey was your man and y'all both blue flag and this man disrespected your man's wife publicly and never apologized publicly. How are you still cool with this man's being on your album? That was my only question. Because everything else I can understand and excuse conceptually. I get it. Like the whole concept of Mr. Morale and the hot step is, is, yo, everyone tries to posit themselves as having the moral high ground. But in reality, everyone is hot stepping and lying and creating these falsehoods. And he, he exp- throughout the album, he shows that, yo, your guy, while you guys are touting me as this pro black rapper, I was out in Sweden having sex with white women, cheating on my woman. And my woman mm. said, yo, are you an addict? Because you keep cheating on me. Mm. You know what I mean? And throughout the whole project, he's like, I never imagined I'd be this rich and going through all these poems and, 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 and highlighting Kodak Black's brilliance as an artist. I get that. But my question is always, why Kodak? Trevor Scott, I'd understand. Trevor Scott, I'd understand. You know, who else? I, I'm you know what? Actually, now that you say that, Phil, that's a, that's a very valid point. So, as consumers, we can sit and be like, because I feel so strongly about what Kodak did, I am not going to listen to to this album. But let's talk from Kendrick's perspective. Why would he have Kodak on his album, leaving out the Nipsey Hustle situation? Everything else, I mean, it's a sad kind of fact of life but especially in the streets and violent environments and so on, 
things like rape are not as viewed as seriously as they should be. So you can understand why someone wouldn't think that much about it. But here's where I do want to push back on that. A big part of this album is Kendrick talking about abuse, especially sexual abuse and the, and the difficulties that it caused him, the difficulties it caused his mom, his family, his brothers and sisters, his cousin, mm-hmm. even just the thought of being accused of, of being, a, or rather being, or believed. I remember there was a song where he, he's saying, no, I was not touched. But yeah. just the fact that I was being asked was trauma in itself. The, the, the cycle of trauma that abuse causes is something that's a big part of this album. And like Pre said, I mean, this is a, it's pretty much a, a, a therapy session that we were listening to. In that context, it means you do appreciate the severity of rape of a minor. And that's what's coded. So I don't think it's that easy to overlook that. It's just like, Hey man, I was raised on the streets. And the, the whole album is about a lot of the, the, the difficulties that he went through. And a big part of that was if not necessarily his own, but the people in the community's sexual assault. So I think you can't just ignore that and say, eh, someone who's currently on a sexual assault case, who's pled guilty to sexually assaulting a minor. Uh, that having been said, as you know, Phil, I, find it easy to separate art from the artist. I don't think of that when I'm listening to the music. Mm, so you're one of the people that listen to R. Kelly, like, like Kendrick said. Mm. I mean, mm. of course, there's a certain stage where you can't avoid it. Fine. Fair enough. I mean, R. Kelly is egregious with it and you can't avoid it. But like, I don't listen to Kodak Black and think rape. It do, like, it doesn't come up in my mind. It's only when we're having these kind of conversations. I'm like, yeah, but for real, why did he have Kodak Black on the album? Damn. Even when I saw the track list, I was like, mm, Okay. But when I'm listening to the music, when I was going through the album, there's no point where it hit out of me. It's like, ah, Kodak is on this. I didn't think that, you know what I mean? So that's me, but I can understand someone listening and they can't separate those two. Pre, you're about to say something. I mean, obviously it's unclear whether his presence is meant to make a case for his redemption or like musical kinship. I mean, we'll never know because Kendrick will never tell us I am still 100% convinced he's like Kendrick um, is, 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 is trying to like not lose this, this, you know, the, the, it, like, I think, like Kodak, is, he's not. He's not. He's not having Kodak just for Kodak. It's like the the, the rappers of the ilk. Like he's sending a message to all of those boys. And another baby. What we say, like how you know how the baby was on Donda. It's like why? So it's like it's like it's like they're trying. I I am more for the redemption side of things. He's trying to like say, could you okay, fine. I, I mean, I was. Oh, I'm getting all jumbled up. But anyway, okay. For me, it's a redemption thing. For Can sure. I try and, and decipher? Because I, I kind of agree with you to a certain extent that um, Kendrick is, a, a lot of what he's rapped about is, I was in this incredibly terrible environment, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't slip down. And I've seen so many of my brothers slip down. Yeah. And maybe this is one of those, like, come, bro, let me help you out. You're currently doing terrible things. You're making horrible decisions. You're you're basically a bad person right now, but you don't have to be. Let me help you out. I would like to believe that's the case. But a part of me also thinks this is Kendrick's big troll moment. Like he literally <laughs> hadn't thought, who is the worst person I can get right now? Yeah, I want to show these people. Cancel, who's the worst? Hey, 
Go through the papers. Who is the worst person True. right now? Bring him. True. And the part of me thinks he did that as well. True. Um, Danny, uh, on, yep. on that one, I'd actually like to oppose you on that one. I'm afraid that Kendrick may end up taking it a little bit too far. Like we would sort of like a like a messiah complex kind of thing. Thinking that he can he can save people who are like Kodak Black, but I'm afraid that in doing so he ends up becoming more more like them in a sense. Because I remember listening to to Good Kid Mad City. And one of the one of the songs that he, one of the songs that resonated the, with me the most was me was what's it called me and the homies exactly mm. where where exa- where is describing how he spent his afternoon doing a drive by shooting for a, like a rival gang like a rival gang like in and how they ended up escaping from escaping from the rival gang through and running through alleyways and escaping to the cops and etc. So I'm afraid that. In him trying to say, like, I am Kodak Black, he is actually becoming Kodak Black, even though he's trying to frame it as if he's trying to save it. It's an origin story. That's what I'm saying coming from it. Yes. And this is how the Joker was born. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no villain story, guys. Come on. Also, to be fair, he's not saying... I am. I'm trying to save Kodak Black. I think we're mm-hmm. just kind of speculating on mm-hmm. what his motives would have been to bring Kodak yeah. Black on the album. What he mm-hmm. is saying, and kind of like what you said, Tinashe, is, guys, I'm not that good a person. I'm mm-hmm. also messed up. Mm-hmm. You guys are judging Kodak Black right now for doing messed up things. I've also done messed up things. Judge us, Tese, and I appreciate that viewpoint. I do kind. I do. I appreciate it because a lot mm-hmm. of the people who are very loud on social media and so on. Uh, come from a very self-righteous place when like, if we were to really sit down and and dissect everything you've done, do you really have a leg to stand on? So let's just like everyone chill. But at the same time, like a rape is rape, yo. You know what I mean? Like mm. Mm. that having been said, mm. um, on, on the, on the song savior, mm. I think it, he brings out a very valid point as well, which is none of these people is your savior. Or um, not e- not even uh, especially rappers, they mm-hmm. are not um, role models. So we're just singing what happened. We rapping what happened, and we have to face the consequences. And maybe you can relate, or maybe you can't. And that's kind of how I see it. Which is why it's kind of why I don't necessarily always. I'm not the person who's like, you did something wrong. I'm not going to listen to your music, even mm-hmm. if it's like really wrong. Of course, there's a certain level where it gets to where it's impossible to not think about that. I can't sit and listen to Step in the Name of Love anymore because I can't listen to it without the context of everything else R. Kelly has done. But still, for most artists, even if I know you did something, you're making music and I'm relating to the music. And sometimes you being such a terrible person is part of that. I don't know. It's 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 part of how you got to the stage where you're telling that story. Mm. Um and I'm not saying this to defend Kodak Black in any way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Kendrick having Kodak Black on his album is not going to stop me from listening to the album. In fact, it might even enhance the experience because the story he's telling of the bad space that he's in is almost punctuated by bringing such a bad person on it. And I get people who are upset that, yo, this is rewarding someone who, is, who has done such a bad thing and I do not disagree with that. I get it. I'm thinking purely about the music itself. 
maybe that is what Kendrick was thinking of as well. Um, what do you guys think of Auntie Diaries? Yeah, it was poignant. Well, it's only it's only Phil and and Pre at this point. <laughs> I think it was a piece of heart, you know. Long and story short, Auntie Diaries is a, a rap song where he talks about his uncle and his cousin. You misgendered. You misgendering uh, them. Didn't he say my auntie's a man? So it's uncle. Or was, oh, it was a man who became an aunt. Sorry, yeah. So his his auntie and his cousin. My bad. Mix them up. No. And okay, but it's okay. It's okay. And uh, basically telling the story of. Okay, the the big talking point obviously is that he uses the f slur in it a lot, like a lot. <laughs> no, he says it four then, times. He, he says it four times. He says it four times twice. No, he says it once. But he's not calling someone that. He's just using it in a oh, sentence. Sorry. Exactly, and he's saying so like, "Yo, we says, didn't know. We didn't know this was a bad word." We say it, and then he says, I, "If I can say this." Then a white girl can say the N word. And obviously these white she devils can't say that word. So we shouldn't use that word. Dan, think about the artistic expression. Come on now. So in 2018, Kendrick Lamar was on tour in Alabama. As he was doing a song, he noticed a fan in the crowd who was singing along enthusiastically, a young white girl. He calls her up to the stage and he gives her the mic to sing the rest of the verse. As she's rapping, she says the N-word. He berates her, takes the mic back. The crowd is booing. He gives her back the mic and he tells her, do that again, but without saying the N-word. But it was too late. The crowd was not happy. Took her down. It became a whole new story. Now he says, I was remembering that time. And if that white girl could not say the n-word then i cannot say the f slur mm. but he says it as he's saying that he can't you know what i mean so i thought it was uh interesting i thought it was interesting and i thought he was masterful at putting it together mm. um yeah his actually line was reminding me about a show i did out the city that time I brung a fan on stage to rap, but disapproved the word that she couldn't say with me. You said Kendrick ain't no room for contradiction. To truly understand love, switch position. F, F, F. If we can say it together, but only if you let a, we can say it together, but only, only if you let a white girl say nigga. So. Genius. It's powerful. Genius. Genius. Man, was quite he's deep. playing 6D chess on these niggas, man. 6D chess. Mm. Mm. Him and Elon are the only ones in that plane right now. You know what I mean? They're thinking just don't so even far know ahead. what's going on right now, mm. um, guys. When is it? When is when is Elon Musk going to jail? Because come on, the fact my man's been manipulating stocks. In fact, Ben, now we've got a conversation that you can participate in. Ben, when is your homie Elon Musk going to Wait, jail? Because quickly say, the price fixing is getting out song. of hand. My man is playing games with the SEC. Like this is Father Time, Rich Spirit, United in Grief. I really like Die Hard as well. <laughs> what did I miss? 
I said, yo, your boy Elon Musk here. He's out here. He's out here playing playing with stock prices like they ping pong balls. When is he going to jail? The the SEC needs to rein this boy in, bro. He's out of control. I don't think. I mean, this is crazy, but like, I think Elon is lives in a an entirely different universe. Like, he's if you ever listen to a lot of his interviews, he's genius. I mean, he's 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 almost existential to, to, to human existence in the prison world. So he's he's high. He's high on mushrooms, oh what you're saying. He's got an Elon fanboy. So the he's on LSD. No, that's what, I, that's I, what I, you're saying. He's on LSD. I mean, Simba is a Tesla fan, but, um, and Elon fan. I think, I, I find him eccentric. I put him in the same category as people like Napoleon or uh, Gaddafi. Um, wait, what? Is a necessary level of intelligence? <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out, time <laughs> Did you say Napoleon and Gaddafi? Two, two genocidal warmongers. Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> you know, Gaddafi bombed a plane, right? Like a whole plane. <laughs> Right, but you see, I don't want to segue and take us off into this tangent, but I, 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 I think I have very justified reason in making that classification. When you look at people like Gaddafi, it's like the villain in your in, in your favorite superhero movie, right? He's the necessary part of, I guess, our existence as humanity. The, the, like, the Libyans would, would argue otherwise. Gaddafi gave people money for getting married. Gaddafi paid tuition for everybody in Libya that wanted to go and advance themselves. I hate to brush your bubble, my brother. I hate to brush your bubble. Gaddafi subsidized gas in Libya. I I hate to brush your bubble. Something crazy like that. Not all all of that is true. Right? So, Mm. yeah. So, it's perspective, right? Whose side of history are you on? Yes, the Lockerbie bombing was a very sad uh, thing in wherever life is lost. I mean, I'm not I'm not an advocate of war, but the U.S. is doing that every day in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and Syria, right? So it's there's a lot of relativity to to how we see you know iconic people in history. But I think you know uh, Elon is one of those people that um, you know he he means well, but sometimes the way he goes about it is a bit uh, juvenile, if I can put it that way. I don't think he ever means. But well. yeah. Like the way he moves, I don't think he ever means well. Like they've been, I think at last count, six lawsuits for racism and discrimination at his factories. He overworks people. I heard of that. Him yeah. and his brother have two counts of of, of um, um, stock stock manipulation, doing pump and dumps. Yeah, he's done that. He's like done like that. like what he's doing now with I Twitter. Remember Dogecoin? I kind of feel yeah. <laughs> he's to the moon. He's known to go after anyone who questions him, whether it's journalists or like he will go after them. Even if they buy his Bro. car. Does, does my Gaddafi analogy start to make sense now? There's a common trait. Bro, you were just people. saying it. Napoleon, Gaddafi, Elon Musk. Think about it. It's just, you sounded very crazy, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> a little crazy, you know what I'm saying? You know, that guy, he's like Gaddafi and Napoleon. You know, like, you know Elon Musk pulled himself up from his bootstraps. You know, he struggled. He's an, he's an African, you know. He grew up poor in the dusty streets of South Africa. And look what he's made of himself, okay? 
Uh, is that uh, true though? Is that narrative true? Was he really poor? No, of course not. His dad owns the emerald mine. He was rich from birth. <laughs> man got rich from apartheid, my friend. That's there you go. So again, well. I, I I could write a paper on this, right? Because I see a lot. There's a lot of commonalities. People like to see the very contemporary narrative about how people become who they are, right? And they they selectively choose to neglect what influenced them. And there's a whole debate we could go into about why those people end up the way they are, uh, whether it's good or bad. I would argue for the greater good, um, you know, he probably will advance us a couple of years in terms of technology, you know, <laughs> but as a human being, I don't think he's a decent human being. Uh, look, when the robots take over, I want you to know that it was because of Elon Musk and greater good. I want you to remember greater good statement. Yeah, well, yeah. Is this for the greater good? Shall we wrap this up, Philip? I don't know. Does anyone else have anything to say about Mr. Morale or the hot steppers or the cold steppers or Mr. E. Morale? I've just thought of a name for our podcast, Philip. Well, so wait, what was your favorite? What's your favorite tracks? Mm. Dan? Um, just what? Just two. Okay, two. Two. Uh, this is hard. Rich Spirit. That's what she said. Yes. And Father Time. Okay. That's the one with Sampa that Phil mentioned earlier. Mm. Rich Spirit is a good one to box to, isn't it? It is, right? Mm. I also like United in Grief. Yo, the horns on N95. I mean, then Mother I Soba was very like. No, the other thing like I took really home from the other thing I took home from this project is just how good of a writer Baby Keem is. Because if you listen to Baby Keem's album and you listen to this album, yeah, like, mm, ah, Baby Keem's going to be a problem, and he's got and he's, he's got a Grammy. So, yeah. Did you notice as well? Some of the Kendrick's cadences sounded a little bit like. Baby Keem, like mm. well, he starts, starts flowing like him now. Yeah, even though he, even though he took Baby Keem on under his wing, it's like the roles are, are reversing in a way. Mm. I, I, I'm so glad that not only was Kendrick like so open on this album, but I'm so glad that he had such a wide variety of sounds. Mm. It wasn't like to pimp a butterfly was very. This is poems, you know what I mean. This is yo get your get your get your snaps on. Mm. Like Good Kid Mad City was very like like I don't know like uh telling a story type of thing. Yeah, there were a few other sounds but the main sound was like this whole storytelling thing that he was doing. This has everything and I I it doesn't sound messy. I like it. It's like from song to song and even within the songs the sounds switch so yeah. Mm. So effortlessly. Mm. So I mean, mm. so he had the songs where he was flowing like Baby Keem. Then he had the songs where he sounds, I don't know, like he was super aggressive or he was like super. Who are the producers? Who are the producers on this? Like, damn, they're amazing. There was, I, I saw this Good question. I believe Oskid is on at least <laughs> two tracks. Tamuka doing his thing as usual. Doing his thing, doing his thing. And the girl, the girl on We Cry Together. I had to Google who she was. Well, she's an actor. I want her album now. I want her album. But I, I think she's just an actor. But I think that's the song we need to play out with the uncensored version. 
That's a great song. Well, we won't hear a thing then. <laughs> That's such a wild song. So fun fun fact, I hadn't listened to the album yet and my girl was uh, raving about it. And then I was asking, okay, which is like the song I look like, which is your favorite that I should look out for? Then she said, we cried together. <laughs> so in my head, I was like, when, I listened, when it came up, I was like, ooh, this is our favorite. Yes, I can't wait. Hmm. What? <laughs> hmm. She letting you know. She letting you know. Okay, no, like, okay, okay. Now I understand. Now I understand the dynamic a little better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's been a while since you've been in Cape Town, huh? Now I know why. Mm. <laughs> 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 but anyway guys this, right, guys. this, this is this is Zimbabwe this is an African podcast we can't spend so much time focusing on Americans there's American podcasts that speak about Kendrick okay we need to focus on our African brothers and sisters you know what I mean I think it's time to bring it back home Dan let me bring it back home I don't need that music everything you let crazy that what we're signing out with? I don't know. It's an old one. Sign out with it. We're done, yo. Let's uh, let's thank our 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 patrons for being here. Thank you for your impassioned thoughts there. Thank you, Tasha and Ben, for joining us and giving us your own in-depth review of uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And um, thanks to everyone who's gotten in touch with us. We've had several. Uh, Several messages coming through. Uh, actually, we need to actually get through our messages. There's so many. Jeez, Luis. Actually, shout out, been, shout out to everyone. Out. Shout out to everyone who send messages uh, for I Mental Wellness Mondays. We'll have those answered for y'all next week. Yes, indeed. And also, thank you to. Um, thank you, Tino. Getting in touch on Instagram. I don't know. If, I don't know if people ever want like their full name. Ooh, Phil. So I was I, I emceed a wedding this past Saturday. Uh huh. Congratulations to Mnashe and Patience. Hope you guys have a happy marriage. It was a very happy occasion. So at some point when we were eating, I joined one of the table. I actually joined like the I think the bride's family's main table. So I sat down. I was like, "Hey, do you guys mind if I join you? Because I'm trying to get a quick meal before I have to get back to work." So I sat with them, and then um, I don't know if she was the brother, the older brother or uncle. I can't quite remember. Um, no, it wasn't an uncle. It must be brother or cousin, something like that. He says, "Only if you put it on the podcast." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." And the family is like half Kenyan. Mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. It's like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> so, shout out to, shout out to my man. I didn't get your name. So you know, we international, yeah, Dan. You know what I'm saying? We international. You know what I'm saying? Like, people need to Congratulations recognize. on the wedding in your family, bro. And also, thanks for listening. Okay, all my students listen to you guys now. Wait, are you forcing students to listen to the podcast? What type of, what type of, what type of Ponzi scheme is this? No. Well done. <laughs> Next step, listen. If you guys want to graduate, let's see them patrons. Let's see them Patreons. Ah, Dan, Dan, you know, we're, actually, we're dropping the ball on a quick scam here. We need to write a book and then make it a mandatory reading for the syllabus. That's how that's how professors that's like 
That's the scam professors run. Bucks to buy on Amazon. They always write books and they force students to buy them. That's the scam. <laughs> Uh, Alright Boys and girls Thanks very much For joining us Thank you very much To everyone who's tuned in Thanks A special thanks Goes to our Patreons Because uh, of your monetary support We can keep the podcast going um, You can go to TwoBrokeTubos.com Forward slash donate To be one of those That helps us continue The podcast To newer and greater heights uh, Of course we understand That not everyone has begged like that So if you can't pay monetarily it's fine. You can find another way to support us. Perhaps find a family member or friend who can pay for you or they can pay. If you just bring them on, you know, we have a referral program going. Can I join the WhatsApp group? Cause I bought three family members, that kind of thing. We can make it happen. Uh, other ways you can support the podcast, of course, is just retweeting, sharing, uh, commenting, leaving a review, uh, liking that kind of thing. It really helps us because it helps the podcast go up the rankings and other people can discover it. But please do so. I know sometimes maybe it's a lot to write long things, but go to Twitter, guys. Can I see a five star review and say excellent? I mean, come on, please. We would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Reviews and, are important. And shout out to everyone who's been sending reviews. I actually need to go through some of the reviews. I noticed there's a bunch of new ones. Every time I check the podcast, there's just a bunch of new reviews. We have a less than three star yeah. review last week. God is watching you. God is watching you. <laughs> God knows. Um, thank you very much also to um, the people who refer us. I see those messages happening quite often where someone says, hey guys, plug me with a podcast. And someone's like, ah, Tupac Fimbos. Uh, and um, I'm wondering if we, we haven't talked about everything that was discussed in the, in the Patreon group. I know what happens okay. if the Patreon group stays in the Patreon group. Dan, come on now, it's a secret society. Things people want to. It's a secret about. society. I mean, we already yeah. discussed, guys. How do you feel about Zimbabwe being open for business and our new ambassador representing us in Dubai? Like, are you guys confident things are changing? Just change, yeah? Are your eyes yeah. firmly on the prize? Yes, yes, for the better. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, All right, boys, are well, so, we're so, gonna get out of here. We're so gonna sign minutes. out with Watch Philip. Well, I was playing. I was gonna sign out with Lim Crazy. Um, Stone Boy just signed a Jeff Jam Africa. He's got a new song. So in fact, let's, let's let's put it to vote. We've got the new Stone Boy, or we've got the new uh, Bulo. What do we want? Oh. Fine, I'm going. I'm going with the new Bulo. Thank you. And then, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. No, actually, in fact. Dude, the way the, the song bangs You're on the speakers Ooh. Let me skip it Alright boys and girls Thank you very much for tuning in Another episode is in the can Catch you in the next one Is everyone ready? Alright We out
Bye, Oquenta. Bye, Oquenta. 